Hi, everyone. I am Emily Landers, and this is How'd She Do That? A podcast answering that question each episode. Welcome, you guys. Welcome to our first episode of January 2022. This is our first episode of season two. I'm so excited that you're here. If you are a longtime listener, you are going to love today's episode with Natalie Steen. And likewise, if this is your first time listening, I think you're really going to enjoy it. And I want to encourage you to check out our archived episodes. We've been doing this since 2020. What I originally thought would be a passion project during quarantine, um, it's turned into what I hope and believe in the new year, this year, will become a business. I say it almost slowly, but I'm very hopeful, very excited for what is in store for the podcast and knowing personally who's in the lineup for season two, including today's episode with Natalie. I'm really excited and I'm eager to get started with the new year with season two. I want to take a quick moment for those of you who are listening and this is your first time please feel free to come over to Instagram, How'd She Do That Podcast, scroll through, check out some of our previous guests, go ahead and have a listen. If you're interested in hearing more, you can also check us out on Linktree, that's slash Emily Landers. That's going to give you a lot of details around the podcast, how you can actually support us monthly to keep this thing moving. So again, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Let's do this. I'm ready for the new year. And within that same theme, I want to give a quick shout out for those of you who are headed to Sea Island, Georgia for the TSC Summit, the Southern Sea. Let me know if you're headed that way. I made a quick decision over Christmas to go to that conference, and I'm very hopeful that it's going to help me recognize what's the next step with the podcast. Many of you who have listened for some time know I've been very open and trying to figure out, okay, how can I make this a business? What can this look like? I love it so much. These conversations conversations inspire me and encourage me weekly, and I hope that they do the same for you. That's always the heart and thought behind each and every episode. So without further ado, let's do this 2022 first episode of season two. Here is Natalie Steen on How'd She Do That? Today's guest, Natalie Steen, is the creator of The Nat Note. Natalie is a Cuban-American, Miami, Florida native living in Houston, Texas. Natalie's notes stemmed from a good creative bug and a bad online shopping habit, which together led to the creation of The Nat Note. Think of it as a virtual note dropped in your mailbox from Natalie herself. She shares products that catch her eye each week. Natalie's style was too good to keep locked away in the boardroom where, by the way, she practices law. Yep, attorney by day, favorite fashion resource by night. Natalie believes one should surround and don themselves with things they love, and her penchant for scouring the internet for new products and brands that are worthwhile of a proceed-to-purchase button click. The Nat Note is her attempt to condense all that she loves into a newsletter that she hopes brings some joy and welcome distraction to your everyday life. 
when Natalie isn't treasure hunting for the Nat Note, working on an upcoming case, or collaborating with other HSDT guests such as Shop Buru, Julia Amory, or The Avenue by Lindsay Zorick, she is likely spending time with her family, which includes her husband and two sons. Natalie, welcome to How'd She Do That? Thank you, Emily. That was a lovely introduction. Oh, well, who is that? I want to meet her. <laughs> <laughs> who is that girl? Well, I am excited because I'm ready to get to know you. I I mentioned this before we started recording, and I always love to take a moment to brag. You come highly recommended from many of my guests, many of my listeners, many of my in real life friends. So I'm excited to get to know you. And again, thank you so much for your time today. Well, thank you. That's so nice. I'm also very excited to be on here. Oh, well, it's going to be fun. I think we're going to learn a lot more about you. And I mentioned something right off the bat. I'm already intrigued. You're an attorney. You're practicing law. Uh, this is crazy. Let, let's dive in. I love to dive in and kind of backtrack a little bit towards the beginning. Perhaps you could tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe where you went to school and what that season of life looked like. Sure. Um, so I am from Miami, Florida, as you mentioned. Um, and I went to school at the University of Virginia and undergrad, and then I went to UPenn for law school. Um, and before UVA, I went, you know, to an all girl Catholic school and all those schools, I think, and all those experiences naturally, um, played a big role in shaping who I am today and the mm. creation of the Nat Note. Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, when you went to school, because we're going to kind of digress and, mm -hmm. and even going to UPenn and whatnot, what was the thought maybe freshman year, Natalie, going into college, what did you think you were going to be doing with your life? Freshman year, Natalie was the same as like senior year, Natalie, as first <laughs> year of law school, Natalie. Like Natalie was a little too... <laughs> confident in her belief that she would be, you know, a partner at a big law firm. Like that is what <laughs> I was going to do. And in Natalie's defense, right. And my, so I, like I said, I'm born and raised in Miami, come from a Cuban family. And, and my mom is a federal judge. My dad <sighs> is an attorney and they're both still working full time. Oh my and gosh. So I don't know if you remember Amy Chua's um, Tiger Mom book, a little <laughs> controversial, but one of the eight cultures that she names, you know, for putting pressure on their kids to do well and succeed are Cuban exiles. And so my, <laughs> you know, that's kind of like a blanket um, characterization, but my parents certainly fit that mold. Um, <laughs> And so as the eldest of three girls, I oh. I was going to law school and I was going to be, you know, the best, this mega lawyer. Um, oh. Like I said, I was a little too confident and confused about that. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, right off the bat, I mean, this, this was one of the reasons I was so excited to have you on because we see the Nat Note, we see these weekly updates, but there is so much more to your story, even right off the bat. So I'm excited. I'm already like, 
This is awesome. And we can tell where, gosh, this work ethic came from, mentioning yes. your upbringing and, and your background. So what kind of law, I mean, you you. it sounds like you knew the path right away. Did you know what kind of law you wanted to step I into? I knew the path. But so I guess starting at the very beginning, right, I was in high school and I was in this very nerdy thing called constitution team that, you know, <laughs> we would go and compete because we knew the constitution like the back of our hand. But at the same time, I was, you know, a Miami girl with my group of friends and I was going <laughs> out to South Beach. And so I've always kind of had this dual thing going on. But the undercurrent, right, was my parents have this tremendous work ethic that they passed down to me and they set these very high expectations mm. for excellence. And so um, I went to UVA and I majored in comparative literature and government. And I took all, you know, the classes that I needed to take for my resume. And I worked in DC every summer mm. interning so that I can build this perfect resume for law school. Um, and, you know, looking back, I chuckle at myself and so do my parents, by the way, because they, <laughs> at this point, you know, we can tell what Natalie was going to end up doing, whether she planned on it or not. But um, I actually graduated UVA. And so I should say I met my husband freshman mm -hmm. year at UVA. And okay. obviously we were just dating then. I coming from Miami, he's from Texas. Um, oh. And when I graduated UVA, I had already gone into law school and I applied to a bunch of them, you know, did the whole LSAT prep thing. And the school I didn't get into was UT. And mm. I was like, well, that kind of derailed my plan because I was going <laughs> to go to UT um, and like just, you know, magically end up in the same state as my boyfriend coincidentally. <laughs> and when that didn't pan out, I kind of had a freak out because I was like, what am I going to do? I don't know if I want to go to law school right away. Yeah. And my parents being my parents were like, well, you need to find something that is legitimate enough for us to be like, sure, move to Houston <laughs> because you have two younger sisters who look up to you and you've gone into all these law schools. So actually my first job out of UVA was teaching and I oh. applied to Teach for America and I did that program for two years in Houston. And that was my way of frankly, just like following Jamie over here. Um, <laughs> and that was my first job. So it wasn't even a law job. It was just kind of continuing on that path I was on of let's keep building that resume. Yeah. Um, but the the deal I made with my parents was like, look, you're already into these law schools, so you need to pick one and mm -hmm. you need to tell them that you'll be there in two years, defer. Oh. Um, and me being, you know, the Natalie I was as a senior in college, I was like, I mean – okay, fine. But like, <laughs> what are the odds of me actually ending up at one of these places? Like, I'll do this to pacify you, but um, oh. whatever. And so I signed basically a, kind of like an agreement with Penn being like, I'll see you in two years. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to be moving to Philly in two years. And then sure enough, like two years later, I was 
visiting Philadelphia for the first time in my life. <laughs> like, oh. I got to move here. Like, what just happened? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so that's really interesting because I, I, di- I don't know if I totally knew that you could defer and say, hey, I'm going to come find you guys in two years. But you truly thought when you started Teach for America, I, I don't like, know. Maybe I'll love teaching. Maybe, yeah. you know, we'll be engaged by then. I had a lot of, you know, I think the t- doing TFA helped me in many ways, but I think the main thing is that it like helped me grow up really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those that don't know Teach for America, you know, it's a two-year program where you teach in a low-income school. Mm-hmm. And I was teaching English as a second language to third graders. It was the wow. first year they were taking the state test. And basically it was my first job in a setting where it was like, you know, my colleagues are teachers and we have all these pressures put on us. Um, wow. And we're at a school that has very little resources. And it was just like, okay, Natalie, wake up. You're not taking your 11 a.m. class as the first class of the day anymore. Like you need to be at school at 6 a.m. Wow. And you need to kind of wake up and smell the coffee. And it taught me not to take things for granted because yeah. when I was doing Teach for America, like if I want to go to the bathroom in the middle of the day, I had to figure out what to do with like 38-year-olds. So like, <laughs> you know, and so it was like, yeah. I just really grew up in those two years. Um, mm. And it, but at the same t- time, I was like just kind of figuring it out, like mm. this new job, this just that whole period of life when you're a new graduate, I think is so icky yeah. um, when you just graduated college and you're like, oh, this is the real world. Yes. <laughs> you're like, oh, I don't know <laughs> if I like this. Um, and so those were the first two years out of college. And then. I kind of woke up and was like, oh, I'm actually moving to Philly. Like this is happening. Okay. Oh, wow. And um, and that's how I ended up at Penn. Um, oh. was like actually having gotten in probably like two plus years before. Yes. And then, oh. Okay. Here I go. No, Here but I love, I love too what you just shared though, because so many of my listeners, many of them are recent grads. And the word that comes to mind, because you just kind of communicated that season of life so eloquently, it, it's a little it's disorienting. Icky. No, yes. it's icky. It's, <laughs> it's disorienting. You're like, this sucks. Like, you, I, yes, I think every single person feels that way. And I, I love knowing this about your story because I had no idea. And this is so fun for those mm-hmm. of you who are listening and you're, you guys are obsessed with the Nat note like myself. I, I mean, to even know this, this season of life, this portion doing TFA, stepping into that. And like you said, yeah, if you got to go to the bathroom, you got to figure out what to do with 30 kids. I mean, right off the bat being a recent grad, it's disorienting. And so I love that, that, that you're able to kind of share that with us. And I think that's, yeah, I think that's very much a connection that those of you who are listening, you're going to be like, yeah, I'm feeling that right now. So it's, it's, it's really, yeah, it's taken me back. It's taken me back too. Well, well, tell us, tell us about what was there, uh, an instant excitement to get to UPenn? Was there a dragging of your feet? What, what did it It look like for you to say? It was like, you know, I went from being, um, in this mindset of teaching these kids to feeling like incredibly indulgent because mm. I was living by myself and I only had to worry about myself. And mm. it was like all eyes were back on me after, you know, probably for the first time in my life, like really, really worrying about all these little humans and what their future looked like. Um, wow. And so it felt really indulgent and I felt so lucky to have, you know, this experience of going to law school 
Mm-hmm. At the same time, I was dragging my feet because I didn't necessarily, you know, want to move to Philadelphia. Right. But once I got there, I loved law school. And that oh. goes back to, you know, the Natalie that if you would have asked her a few years ago, what are you going to do with your life? I'd be like, well, I'm obviously just going to kill it at a law firm <laughs> um, because I did love law school and I did mm. all the things. I did law review. I got a clerkship. I wow. loved it. But um, again, in my defense, I think in terms of graduate schools, um, the law school experience is vastly different than the experience of actually practicing law. And I think yes. any lawyer will tell you that, that there's no class um, you take, you know, short of like maybe you do a moot court or something, hmm. but that really mirrors what life is like as a lawyer. Um, and so I loved being a student after having been a teacher. I um, loved being back in the student role. Um, but I quickly learned once I started practicing that it was nothing, practicing was nothing like law school. Oh my gosh. Now tell us this because my, my husband's an attorney. So I only mm-hmm. know from kind of the passenger seat, what's, what this looks like, mm-hmm. but how did you decide which bar to take? What, what did that look like? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, so by the time I went to Penn, right, I told you my husband and I met freshman year of college. Yes. We had been together for quite some time by then. And so I kind of knew, um, Every summer I spent it working in Houston because he was uh, still here yes. working. Um, and it was, you know, I mean, it, this is going off on a tangent. You might want to edit this <laughs> out. But a <laughs> no. true funny story is that, you know, by the last, I remember my third year, I convinced Penn to let me take, basically be like a student abroad at UT because we were visiting each other long distance. And there's this thing called like a visiting student program. Oh my god! And I kind of tried to make the case to Penn, like, look, I need to practice in Houston. And for that reason, I need to know oil and gas law. And I have done everything here that you offer on the subject, but it's just simply not enough. I remember sitting in front of the dean at Penn, pitching him this story. And he was like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. He's like, are you out of your mind? Like, you think I'm going to tell, like, the people who have to agree to let you do this, that this school can't offer you what you need to be a successful lawyer? It's like, wrong. What we're going to say is that you're engaged and you need to go be with your husband. And I didn't have a ring on my finger. And I was like, what? Like, really? And so, you know, Jamie at the time, my boyfriend still was like, we were both on pins and needles. Like, how's this meeting going to go with the dean of the law school? And oh I remember leaving gosh. and calling him and being like, so he kind of scrapped my plan on, you know, Natalie and her future as this like a wonderful oil and gas lawyer. And instead <laughs> he's like, we're just going to say you're engaged. And, you know, <laughs> has been reacting to me. I will not be pressured to propose to you by the dean of Penn Law School. That's what you're trying to do. <laughs> um, okay. That is hilarious. So- like, you know, I found my way back here, but it was always my plan. You know, I got back to Texas even before you, like the timeline worked. I made it work for me. And that's kind oh. of the moral of, I think, my story in these last few years is like, I just make it work for yes. myself because I want to be able to do all the things. And I wanted oh. to get to Texas, but I wanted to graduate from Penn. I wanted my diploma to say Penn because I'd yes in the hours and the work and I loved my school but I just wanted to be somewhere else geographically and we just made it work. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that's amazing. There, there's so many little pieces of your time in law school. I'm like, I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know you could do that. I didn't yeah. know you could do that. I didn't um, know you could do it either. I mean, <laughs> that's kind of how, my, how I still speak about what I do day to day. I'm like, I didn't know I could do it either, but I just oh, do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. I mean, this this like inside scoop is, is what I was so excited to get to know you better yeah. and get to hear these details. Well, tell us this. So, so you're ready. I mean, you're eager to get back to Houston. You know that's mm-hmm. where you're going to be. What did that first role out of school look like? What did you step into? So I went to the firm where actually I still am. Um, wow. And I had been with them during the summer. I loved it. Um, and I still love the firm. And that's kind of when I, I'll probably get to it, but when I took his step back, eagle eye view, like what did I love about my job? What did I not like about it? Mm. But anyway, I went to my firm and I was the first year associate and I was, um, you know, working big law hours, which are really unpredictable. Yeah. And I graduated from law school in May of 2016. Um, my husband and I got married in November of 2016. So when wow. I started, you know, people say that like wedding planning is a full-time job. Um, and I kind of dove right in. I loved the process of wedding planning. I loved all the little details. Mm-hmm. And But once we got married in November 2016, there was kind of like this creativity gap. And mm-hmm. I was working new associate hours at a big law firm. And i that's truly where the Nat Note was born. Wow. Was it wasn't until I was at this, you know, very demanding full-time job that I realized like the importance of a creative outlet. Um mm. and that's how it started in like the early 2017. Oh it was, my like, god. February 2017 was like the first little collage I made oh. um, because I was dying. I needed something um to kind of take my mind off it. And the hours, like I said, of a new associated, they're very unpredictable. Um, So you think, you know, you get to work at 830, like bright eyed and bushy tailed, but you don't kind of have anything to do maybe until after lunch. Yeah. Um, But then you get home maybe in time for dinner and then you get, you know, you're really busy then. And then you might get an email being like, well, we're waiting for comments from the other side. Yep. So wait for those, incorporate them, then send them back. And so you're you get that email maybe like at 11. Yep. <laughs> and then there's, you know, there's it's very typical to have a night where you're like waiting on comments from the other side and you can't fall asleep because what if the comments come through? Yes. The comments come through maybe three hours later. So there was this time, right, of like baked in between all the busy stuff I was doing. Wow. Where I was like, what do I do with myself? Because like I can't. It's, if it's one in the morning, I'm not going to do a workout class. Like I inevitably what I found, or, you know, if I'm sitting in front of this computer screen waiting for an email to tell me what to do um, and it's not coming, like a note, me being me, I'm going to open up a tab and just start shopping. (laughs) That is what I would do. And then I found myself, you know, like texting my friends and my sisters in the middle of the night being like, oh, you have that wedding coming up, buy this dress. Like, look what I found on sale, get this. Oh, Um, and that's truly how it all started. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, it's so fun because those of you who are listening, many of you, I mean, this is, this is 
this is where we get to know you. I mean, we 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 haven't known this this earlier version that you just shared. That's why yeah. I was so excited to have you on. But but the, to know the inside scoop of of what you were doing, what it looked like for the Nat Note to begin. And I don't want you. I don't want to let you go without kind of you guys. I told you earlier, my husband's an attorney. I'm kind of in the passenger seat of what this whole thing looks like. It's no joke. So to think of you waiting around, you're waiting for those emails, you're waiting to get stuff done, but you're shopping along the way. This really came naturally, but I'm so intrigued that you have the brain of an attorney and yet you're <laughs> saying you make the, you started making those collages. That That's your eye. Yeah, but that's kind of, to me, anyone who knows me, right, which I think most listeners don't, but the people who are listening to <laughs> do will be like, that was Natalie from day one. Because wow. the way, um, you know, I talked about being in high school, being on constitution team, being a nerd, but like I, the way I learned how to use Photoshop, which is how I make all the collages was actually in high school. And I was, wow. again, even like from that age, so fixated on like, I got to beef up my resume, got to do all the things. Um, and I remember being in like an APRA, AP macroeconomics class and the teacher <laughs> very early on being like, it's not looking hot for you, Natalie. I'm telling <laughs> you, you're going to have to take this during the summer. And, and if you know, save yourself and your GPA and just drop it. And I was <sighs> like, Okay. Yes. Done. Um, and so I remember like looking at what other courses I could take during that time period. And the only one available to me was a class called digital imaging, which I would have oh. never signed up for. And it was a class taught in my high school on how to use Photoshop. And that was probably 2006. Um, and now fast forward 10 years later to 20, early 2017, and I hadn't used Photoshop since then. My <laughs> youngest sister is nine years younger than me. She's oh, in high school oh and on God. yearbook. Oh. And I have this idea that won't leave my head of like, how do I share all the things that I'm shopping so that I don't shop them myself? And <laughs> and I call her up and I was like, hey, Gabby, can you like give me a quick refresher on Photoshop? I remember like I loved using it, but oh. I'm sure I can like pick it up. And I remember we just shared screens like – Oh my sister my and I gosh. and her being like, this is how you do it, you know, and I was like, okay, I'll start playing around with this. And the process of, you know, any lawyer will tell you, you need an outlet to mm. leave the stress mm. and the demands. And to me, it was almost like it was therapeutic um, because I've always been a shopper, right? I was like the girl in law school and undergrad, like taking <laughs> notes, but at the same time having like 20 browser window open, like just like blatantly shopping while also being in class, um, <laughs> that obnoxious person. Um, and, you know, it was therapeutic to kind of put them all together. It was almost like cutting out, mm. you know, doing it. And I, you know, from a young, young age was one of those magazine hoarders of just I would get in fights with my mom at the grocery store. She'd be like, not another one, not another one. They're all ads. And I'm like, yeah, but that's why I love them. Like, please. And I would go home and cut them up and make physical oh collages. So to me, this was like something I could do during the hours that I was in kind of work limbo, waiting for something to come, waiting to hear back. Wow. And um, it just went from there. 
Well, it's amazing that it's so you. I mean, I, I'm loving getting to know you, but it all mm-hmm. sounds like, I mean, this is a long history. You're you're at the grocery store looking at magazines and you're like, yes, yeah. love it. Here I go. And then even the element of of fashion style. But I'm curious and I, I want to, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I want to just hear your thoughts where do you think, because I also, I'm going to plug this. I've seen a tour of your insanely gorgeous home. So oh. I'm wondering where does this, where does this eye for style and design, where do you credit it coming from? So I thought about it actually in preparation for this interview, because yeah. as I've mentioned, I have two parents who still to this day, you know, they're in business clothes every day. Yes. Um, and my, they will be the first to tell you, like, it didn't come from us. So <laughs> we don't know. And so I really was thinking about it. And this is the best I can come up with mm. is that, so back to my parents, right? They work full time. They always have. Um, yeah. And I was raised by my grandmothers. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they were the ones who'd pick me up from school and bring me home until my parents would come home. Mm-hmm. Um And so I kind of grew up with my grandmothers and my nanny watching either novellas or Turner classic movies. Um, And I like, as a little girl can remember that very vividly. Um, And I think that watching that while watching, hearing my grandmothers talk about, you know, the Cuba that they left and like mm. this fabulous, it was all kind of a fantasy to me. And, wow. um, you know, every little girl loves dressing up. Yeah. Um, but to me, I think when I was little and I needed kind of a break from like, do your homework, like <laughs> get A's, do all that stuff. It was like, that's where my mind went was like wow. feathers and sequins. And I was laughing with my sister yesterday Cause I was like, what, if, like, how do I answer this question? Cause if you answer, like, <laughs> look at my closet versus mom's, it's like so different because mine is like a feather sequin explosion. But she's like, I think this is the only thing that makes sense because on the novellas, you have this like dramatic flair. Mm. And then t- same with TCM, you see, you know, old Hollywood. And mm. I think I just soaked that up like a sponge. And um, that is one thing I know about myself is I, uh, I kind of attribute my sense of style to the different cultures that I have um, been lucky enough to live in, mm. like being raised in South Florida in this rich Cuban culture, mm. feeling the culture shock of moving to Charlottesville, Virginia undergrad, which is, you know, preppy yeah. and traditional. And um, then from there, making my way to Texas, which is just as big if not bigger culture right (laughs) like everything is big here and flamboyant in the best way and i loved all those three experiences so much but it also gave me the opportunity to kind of like a sponge soak it in and then take out what i didn't feel like me but hold on to what i did like Mm. and that's kind of how I operate in any setting is that my best friends be like, you're kind of like a chameleon. Like you can go (laughs) full on Texas, full on Miami, full on. I'm like, yeah, because there's so much beauty in all of it. And Mm. I love just so like taking in details and carrying them with me. And what's left is kind of this, you know, mosaic of where I've lived and the people 
who live there and the people that I look to as, you know, style icons and what I like about them and how I take it and make it my own. Oh my gosh. So well said. So well said. And I love that we all benefit from this inspiration. I mean, if you're not, I'm going to give you guys a chance to connect with Natalie and and we're going to give you the the opportunity to kind of hear from her, but wow. I mean, the, the way that you kind of collect these different you know, elements for us to go and shop. It's so fun to hear where that inspiration really comes from. Now, I'm curious because there is a time frame here. You've mentioned that February 2017 is kind of a timeline for the Nat Note. When mm-hmm. did it become something that was official to you and something that you were like, okay, I'm going to share this uh, with someone apart from my sisters? Um. So I would say around the same time, I had this moment, I remember, because again, I had just graduated and I had just started practicing and I was like, ugh, do I do this? I don't know if I do this. Like people are going to judge me. They'll be like, what is she doing? Um, And I remember I was like, I'm just going to preempt it and I'm going to email like just my best friends and my family and be like, I'm doing this thing. So like if anybody asks, right, like this is what you say that she's. And I remember like the moment when I kind of pitched the idea to my husband, because I was like, you know, like you're asleep. I don't want to, I don't like TV. So like, what am I supposed to do with my time? I think I'm just going to like do this thing. And he was like, I mean, why are you freaking out about it? Like, don't get fired, but do whatever you want. Um, And so um, that was 2017. And since then, um, you know, there was no moment of like, here I am. It's been very, very DIY the whole time. It still is. It still <laughs> is because it's just me. Um, and, you know, I think now in 2021, when people learn that, they're like, what? It's just, I'm like, no, I make those. I make those on Sunday nights. Like there is no... You know, like, can I review what it looks like before you post? Like, no, no, no. This is getting done on a Sunday night and it's getting posted on a Monday morning. It's still very DIY. So there was no kind of red carpet for the nat note. (laughs) No such thing. Although it deserves one. I have to say, although it deserves one. It's true. I I mean, and for those of you who who aren't necessarily familiar, just go ahead, go and check out the Nat Note. Natalie's going to share where you can connect with her, but pull it up right now because you need to see what we're talking about. Um, One, these collages are next level. They're so much fun. They're so beautiful. Every single thing you pick, I'm obsessed with. So you're telling us, and and by the way, you guys, for those of you who don't know, they're themed. They have different themes. They have beautiful little sayings on them, little trinkets, little elements that just make you kind of understand what it is you're looking at. And you're telling us you come up with these on Sunday nights. (laughs) I mean, the real real story is that, um, you know, the process has become a little more, (laughs) what's the right word? And a little more professional in the sense that it all really started. I'd have just like an outlook draft open to myself from my my work. And as I shopped, I'd be like, Oh, that's cute. And I'd like put it in a bullet, you know, and then I'd email myself this long list. And then on the weekends at home on my personal computer, I would open up the links again and kind of look at everything and be like, what, how do these all come together? And it's, you know, I'm no longer emailing myself from work doing this, but um, 
the process still involves a lot of like, you know, on Sunday, I'm like, let me see what I screenshotted this week. Cause a lot of it's mostly just me um, on my phone or on my computer, oh. like browsing, finding something. And then um, they all come together and it's not premeditated at all. Um, it really does come together on a Sunday. And I've had, you know, instances where brands are like, you know, we'd love to work with you, but we want to have kind of preview what you're posting. I'm like, oh, I can't do that. Like, it's just <laughs> me. It comes together at the 11th hour. Oh my um, gosh. And so it still is very DIY in that sense. Well, it's, it's amazing to think too, because you're mentioning that this started in February, 2017. What was mm-hmm. the first Nat note like? Was, was it an Instagram post? Or, oh, I guess. Never forget it. Cause I, we were going to, <laughs> we were newly was going to see George Strait in Vegas. And I was like, I'll just like put together a little Vegas thing and look oh. like it. That one still haunts me. It was like so bad compared to others, but <laughs> You know, um, you got to start somewhere. Yes. But my rationale behind it was like, you know, I don't have time to hire a photographer and like buy the outfit, wear yeah. the outfit, pose the outfit. I don't yes. have time to do that. Yeah. But um, it's actually so much more economical to just take the images yeah. from online. And back in 2017, I think now when you get on Instagram, you can find a bunch of collages, right? That's kind of a new, you see it all the time. But back in 2017, didn't. And actually, I remember I was like on a moratorium from Instagram for a while because I was tagging (laughs) so many brands that they thought I was like a bot. And so (laughs) they were like, you can no longer tag people until we review their account. Um, Because that was kind of back when the model was like, if you are a Instagram influencer, you are wearing the outfit and you're tagging three things. And I'm like, why can't I tag 50 things? Yes. um, And give, you know, people more opportunity to shop that way and actually make my life easier because I don't have to buy any of it. And I can just, I don't have to photograph it either. Yeah. You know, like the models wear clothes better than anyone does. So why don't I just take it right off the image from the brand website? Um, and yeah, so that's kind of the mentality behind it was like, why is it nobody, why should everybody should be doing this? Well, um, it, and I, and I've got to say, cause you just mentioned, you know, okay, now 2021, 20, we, we see collages, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. I give you full credit for that. I think you oh, were, no, I, you. I really do though, Natalie, because when I think of that collage and there's something about yours and I guess it's your eye. And I, I mean, it's just so fun to hear the, the inside scoop on all of this and how your brain works. I'm really fascinated by it. But but you have kind of commandeered that area, the collage, every single one. They look so good. And I know you're probably laughing, thinking about back to the Vegas one. You're like, oh, gosh. Um, but every single one of them is so fun. And I do. When I see you know different accounts and, and people kind of stepping into this, I really think of you. It's interesting to me that that in my opinion, you were kind of the first to say, Hey, this is how we're going to do it. Now, tell me this 2017 affiliate links are happening. Then do Mm -hmm. do you have a website paired with this? What did that kind of look like for you? I have a website. Um, and I, this is another fun backstory that you can feel free to edit. If you're like, Natalie, you're going on tangents. Oh, it's staying. (laughs) Um, so I had a friend who at the time was working for the COVID for, and she, um, 
was invited to like the reward style retreat yes. or whatever. Okay. And I wasn't on reward style then. I probably had like 200 followers. And she was like, hey, I'm going to Dallas for this thing. Like, you live right there, don't you? You know, she's in New York. I'm like, no, I'm in Houston, but like, I'll <laughs> definitely meet you there. She's like, sure, you could be my plus one. And so I went as this, like, you know, not invited as a <laughs> quote unquote influencer, but rather as her plus one. Oh and it was gosh. like, for me, it was like peeking behind the curtain. I was like, yeah. oh my goodness, like, look at these. Yeah. women like I know them from my Instagram but now I could see wow. you know kind of behind the scenes yes and it was just like I took I saw it I and analyzed it and I kind of was reaffirmed my conviction of like no I think collages are actually the way to go here because yeah. This takes so much effort. And, yeah. you know, to anyone who's out there doing this on Instagram, like it is so much work. Yeah. And, you know, to someone who wants to do it on Instagram, it almost felt like a barrier to entry in yeah. the sense of like, what? Like how, that, how much a, phot a photographer costs and I have to buy the outfit and I have yes. to do it and then like grow a following? It Absolutely. all takes a really long time and a lot of work. And so I kind of left that experience being like, one, how did I just sneak my little sneaky self in here? <laughs> but two, like, I just got to keep going. And wow. um, that part has never been hard for me because, like I said, I was the freak with like 20 browser windows open <laughs> in class. I was – I'm always shopping. So keeping up with it wasn't hard. It was not getting bogged down in the, mm. you know, like Wizard of Oz, like look behind – the curtain, like this is everything that goes into it. And it's so much stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, that it's so easy to become really intimidated by all that. Like, oh, I'm like, I have to do that. And I have to do that too. And I have to do that too. And I was like, no, I'm just going to do one thing and that's it. And wow. I'm just going to keep at it and just see where it goes. Because at the end of the day, the box that was checking for me was like, you, it's my creative outlet. Yeah. It's not my full time. It's like what I do to be able to enjoy my full time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, so well said. And again, you guys, just a friendly reminder, Natalie is an attorney. She might be on maternity leave currently, but you're a practicing attorney and you have really, the Nat note though, many people would look at it. It's become a, a business. Am I wrong? No, it's become a business. Um, it certainly has, um, which is like so surprising and rewarding. Yeah. Um, but, and it's a business and it, isn't in the sense that, you know, when I hear business, like it's work. And what my dad says mm. all the time is like, if you enjoy what you do, you never work. Mm. It doesn't feel like work. And that's why, you know, when I call my parents, and I'm like, Hey, can you come babysit? They're like, no, no, no. We got a trial. We got this. I'm like, <laughs> what? Like why? But they love it. And the best lawyers I know mm. are those that, like really, really enjoy the work. And mm. so just quickly going to what you said I am a practicing attorney, but I'm still in my same law firm. But now I focus exclusively on business development, wow. which um, made it me enjoy the work because I definitely had a moment, you know, in time when I start was working as a billing attorney, and I realized like I don't like this, and that mm. felt kind of like a failure to me with all the time mm. and you know expectations I had for myself. Um, but 
the Nat Note has become, you know, my second job and yeah. not just a creative outlet. Um, oh. And I think both, but my first job and my full-time job has helped the Nat Note become that because not only the skills I've picked up while working in a big law firm all these years, but um, just the same kind of work ethic that has been instilled in me from day one that was reinforced the law firm has helped, um, you know, the discipline needed for the Nat Note to be what it is. Wow. Oh my gosh. Well, this, this has been so fun. I had just little pieces of your story that I knew, but to put them all together, I, I feel like I've really gotten to know you and listener. I know that you're feeling the same way, but Natalie, you've done so many different things. And I have to ask, what would you say? And this could be the Nat Note with the creative outlet and, and seeing it grow, or perhaps uh, as an attorney. What would you say has been a real wow moment for you in your career? I mean, does this podcast count? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm to take that. <laughs> no, in all honesty, I think, and I have wow moments every week because mm. I get just as excited hearing from someone who will send me a message being like, Hey, I've been following you for years. Um, and this week's was really good. Like, just want to let you know. I'm like the fact oh that you took God. time out of your day to email me. Thank you for that. Um, or someone who's like, I've been looking for something to wear to this and this note, like save me. Thank you. Oh. That honestly brings me just as much excitement, if not more as from like hearing from a brand that mm. never in a million years would I ever think I would work with in this capacity mm. who wants to partner on something. Um, but I think above all that, the biggest wow factor for me is that I get to do all that stuff while still maintaining my job, which I worked hard for, which yeah. checks other equally important boxes for me. Yeah, And I don't know, you know, how long I'll be able to keep it up. Like I had <laughs> my chart read last year and <laughs> the woman who did it was like, you are not going to leave your job until you literally cannot take it a second more. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I already knew that about myself, which I think anyone would tell you that's what yes. happens when you get your chart read, Natalie. But um, <laughs> that's how I feel about it. Like I like doing it all. I like oh. the juggle. I like that keeps me um, sane. Oh my gosh. Well, again, I, I feel like I just have to keep saying this. We benefit from it. I love it. <laughs> I love that you took the time to kind of just step out and do this and to see what it's become. It's such an encouragement to me. It's such an encouragement to those of you who are listening. Oh my gosh, Natalie, this has been so much fun. Now do tell us, because this is a question my guests are, are often very curious to hear the answer to, and mm -hmm. I, I'm eager to hear what would you say is perhaps the greatest lesson you have learned? I think the greatest lesson is not to let hindsight bias get in the way because I think it would be mm. disingenuous to say, like, if I could rewind, I would do things differently. Like, sure, I often wonder if I'd started this right when I graduated college or right when I was in law school, like before kids, what would mm. it um, have looked like and what would it be now? Um but I am 100% sure that what I've learned as a lawyer and the work I've done as a lawyer has helped me um, build the not note to what it is because the lawyer's role basically boils down to client service. And so, mm. you know, this is 
translates to professionalism through emails, phone calls, business development, what I do in my current role. And that is what you need to be doing if you want to be, you know, successful as an influencer is Mm -hmm. you are responding to PR firms and brands and um, followers all day. And um, I think, you know, not to mention that the world of influencer marketing is its kind of own wild west in the sense that it's it's a billion dollar industry and it's yeah. largely unregulated, which I find fascinating. Yes. Like, there isn't much precedent for the contracts I get from brands. Um, and like short of a fraud claim, I'm not sure what kind of protection <laughs> you have from an influencer or a brand who claims they have like this many followers or this conversion power yes, and they have no way of backing that up. And so as a lawyer, I'm like, says who? Like, yes. you're just taking this off via email, like a PDF you've created. Um, and so to be able to negotiate on my own behalf when the bargaining power most often falls on the side of a big brand is something I don't take for granted. Wow. And honestly, it's when you'll find me like the most fired up. Like my husband <laughs> makes fun of me. He's like, you know, you could be doing this. If you just like focus on being a lawyer, Natalie, you could be doing this all day, every day. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but now I can like apply this part of my life to this part of my life. Oh and it feels God. good because it feels like I finally have that affirmation of like, why did I do all this? Like, why am I doing all this? And right. in those moments, it makes crystal clear sense to me. Oh my gosh. Natalie, I always have, well, not always. I will say this, not always. <laughs> Many times in conversations, I have moments where I tell the listeners, pause and rewind and a little inside scoop. It's actually for me because I want to hear what you just said again. That was insane. And it's just, it's just so fun. It's so fun to hear the, the part yeah, of your I've brain. Gotten, like I've gotten in trouble. I've like grist. No, um, I, I mean. Like my role, you know, in like situations where I hear people being like, we have literally never worked with an influencer who has this kind of feedback. I'm like, well, you've never probably worked with one who's a lawyer. And <laughs> if, you need to, if you want this, you need to rewrite your contract. So it says that. I am. And they're like, please just do what we want you to do. Like, quit <laughs> being so annoying. Um, oh my gosh. And those no. are the moments when my worlds converge and it feels oh, good. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, not annoying fascinating. You guys, I'm sure you're just obsessed with this as I am. Natalie, this, this is this is awesome. This is too much fun. Well, it's it's really cool too because I, I mentioned in your intro, you you not only are you an attorney and and not only are you a mother of two, you you've done some amazing collaborations with with many different women. I mentioned that many of them have joined me on on the podcast, which it's so fun to see that overlap, but but I'd love to know you you always have something coming up. Of course, we've got the notes every week, but What's next for you? You know, I will say, and this answer is probably not going to be that exciting, but I <laughs> am, feel really good about reaching a point um, in what it feels like this um, not note career where I can say no to things. And yeah. I learned the hard way last holiday season. I was pregnant. I was all working full time. I was, you know, in the middle of all the holiday influencer madness. Wow. That it can really, you can start to feel like you're drowning really quick. Yeah. Um, and so I am scheduled to go back to work in a couple weeks. And wow. I am now a mother of two. Last holiday, I was just a mother of one. <sighs> and um, what's next for me is going back to work. And I have kind of punted. Um, projects because I want to enjoy the holidays with my family Mm. and I don't want to feel like, 
you know, I'm up at 3 a.m. being like, why did you do this to yourself, Natalie? <laughs> why? Um, and that feels like a true accomplishment. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's amazing to hear that you're kind of at that place, uh, especially as a mother of two, to be in that position and to be able to, to pivot and, and put things uh, in the right place so that you can fully enjoy. Oh, my goodness. Well, Natalie, is there anything we didn't cover today that you'd like to? I will just say, um, because I've had, you know, conversations in the past with people who reach out and have an idea and they're unsure of Mm. whether to realize it or not. But the not note really started as an idea that wouldn't leave my head Mm. and it kept building on itself. It was haunting me. (laughs) Um, And I was, you know, you always end the conversation with like, oh, I don't know. Like, should I do it? I don't know. And I think anyone who's listening that has a similar voice in their head bugging them to do something, Mm. let me be the one to tell you to just like, F and do it. Okay. Like whatever (laughs) is holding you back, if it's the fear of failure or what others will think of you or whatever, Mm. I promise the voice in your head will drown it all out eventually um, Mm. because that doesn't go away. And you'll look back and wonder like, why didn't I start this sooner? Yeah. Um, So just start it now. And also though, for what it's worth, like start now, but do not overthink or overspend it. Um, Yes. You know, it's such, again, looking behind the curtain, there's so much to it. Mm. Um, But just like take your idea and start putting it out there in a way that you're not spending all the money beforehand and you're not, you know, putting in time to where you're dying beforehand, just like do it (laughs) and see what happens. Um, And I think once you do, you'll be well on your way to seeing something grow and flourish and feeling fulfilled, which is what happened for me. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. And what an encouragement for those of you who are listening. You have an idea in mind right now, and you may have been in conversations like Natalie just mentioned where you end it with, I don't know, and you move on. How about this week? Maybe have a conversation where the the ending is, I'm going to try. I'm going to do it. I'm going to figure it out along the way. I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, Natalie, I mentioned this earlier, and it's been so cool to see you pop up pretty much everywhere. I mean, different collaborations, different websites, lots of brands reaching out. Um, And I'd love to know, this is always a fun question. Who do you know that should maybe come on and share their how'd she do that story? So I have two ideas for you that are selfish because I think I would love to listen to them. But the first um, I would recommend is Rebecca Gardner, who's an event Mm -hmm. planner and an interior decorator who now has pivoted and launched her online retail shop houses and parties. And that was about a year ago. And she's kind of developed this reputation for herself as being absolutely masterful with details. Mm. You can see that in every aspect of anything she touches. Um, And I think hearing her story and how she went from, you know, one role to the next to the next would be good. And similarly, um, Taylor Tomasi Hill went, you know, she also Mm -hmm. kind of pivot, pivot, pivot from Teen Vogue to Moda Operandi to 4510. But now she's the creative and fashion director for The Yes, which is this new, really cool app that offers a new way to shop, you know, all the brands you already know and love. And she's Mm -hmm. just another really good example of someone who's experienced the fashion industry from many angles, right? Like publishing, Mm. e-commerce, brick and mortar, and now tech. And to Uh. hear that kind of pivot, pivot, I think (laughs) is 
<laughs> oh, amazing. Well, thank you, Natalie. You all will have to stay tuned for a potential episode with Rebecca and Taylor. Amazing recommendations. Thank you. Familiar with both of their work. Well, Natalie, we've been teasing this a little bit. And for those of you who are not yet signed up for the Nat Node and you have not yet found Natalie, Natalie, where can listeners connect with you? Yes, I think the best way to connect with me is on my website, which is www.thenatnote.com. And the first thing you'll see when you get there is the little window that um, invites you to sign up and subscribe to the newsletter, which I think is the easiest way to shop it because, you know, a collage includes so many products. It could be a little overwhelming for the eye, but the newsletter really breaks it down and, and makes it edible. Um, and then on Instagram, which is <laughs> at the net note. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, you all are going to want to go sign up. Promise you're going to enjoy it. Natalie, thank you so much for your time today. This was amazing. This was so much fun. Thank you. It was really fun. Thank you all for listening to today's episode of How'd She Do That? I am Emily Landers. You can follow me on Instagram at Emily Landers and the podcast at How'd She Do That Podcast. We hope you'll join us next Tuesday for a new episode. We will talk to you soon.